0: Amen. I tell you what, we have the best worship team in the universe, I think. That's not an exaggeration. I'm really thankful for them. This is awesome. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and we get to experience that every week here. Today is an awesome day to worship our creator. You picked a great day to be here. If you're if you're new to Hope or you need a little refresher, Hope is one church, multiple locations, which means that this isn't the only place that Hopesters are worshiping around the metro area this morning. And once in a while, I, 95% of the, the time, uh, I'm up here preaching and we have live teaching at a lot of our campuses. Uh, on a rare occasion, uh, sometimes it's important for all of us to get on the same page. Uh, sometimes it's important that we all hear the same Message and today is one of those days that we're going to hear from our senior pastor, uh, Pastor Mike Householder. And and what I want to set the stage for you is that I'm sure of all the topics that we could possibly talk about uh, on a Sunday morning. I'm sure that when you got up this morning and you were thinking, "Man, should I go to church or not? I wonder what the sermon's going to be about." I just I'm sure that when you when you got here and I'm going to tell you this that you're so excited and you just want to jump up and do a dance. Is today we're going to talk about the church and money. Yes, that's exactly what I thought the response was going to be. That's awesome, yes. Uh, And and, and that's the epitome of uh, a lot of times what we experience that. But before you uh, start making judgments and everything like that, we're going to take a different take on it today. A couple years ago, I didn't want to have anything to do with talking about money in the church because I didn't want to be one more pastor, and I didn't want to be one more church where people came, and it's the same old, same old, laying the guilt trip on, putting the pressure on, Uh, and so what we did is we sat around, and we were going to do a giving campaign a couple years ago that Pastor Mike's going to talk about, and I sat around with our team, and we came up with the theme for our giving campaign, which is Fork It Over, and, um, no, oh, no, 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 I'm just kidding, that wasn't it, um, in fact, there was no guilt, there was no pressure, there was no anxiety around it. Uh, the, our whole theme and our whole ask to you was just, why don't you pray about it? And we'll leave the results up to God because we trust him more than anything else. So biblical giving is cheerful, hilarious giving, joy-filled giving with no, no guilt or, or pressure or anxiety around it. And so you're going to hear Pastor Mike talk about uh, our view on, on loans and mortgages and all this stuff from a church perspective, which is important. We need to talk about it. Biblical tithing, is, it's in Scripture, and we need to talk about these things because it's a spiritual discipline. It's an act of discipleship, and it's a way that God wants to set us free from money getting its hooks in us. Scripture never says that money is a bad thing unless it becomes the thing. Money is a terrible God, but it can also be used as an amazing tool to share the love of Jesus Christ and to build his kingdom. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Mike's going to talk about some exciting news. I'm not going to spoil the surprise for you uh, that haven't heard it uh, in the sermon today. But I want to tell you from our perspective, um, this building didn't build itself either. Uh, in fact, uh, 90% of this was built by your time and your, uh, and your efforts, uh, built by volunteers, but also the ability to purchase this building. Uh, We have a loan uh, as well, but the amazing thing is that we're not even halfway through this campaign that we're in, uh, as Hope Des Moines, as this campus, we're not even halfway through, and 80% of this building is paid off. So praise God for that. Uh, Just give him praise for that. That's really exciting. Um, We don't like being in debt more than anybody else, and yet we have Alone, And you're going to hear Pastor Mike talk about that from a West Des Moines perspective, but I wanted to bring you up to date uh, from our perspective. A lot of you were not here when we did the Building Hope Together campaign uh, back a couple falls ago. You may not know this, but since we moved to the building here, Hope Des Moines has doubled in size. We're double the size that we were when we did this campaign. And so a lot of you, this is brand new. So a couple years ago, we did this campaign called Building Hope Together. And you see up there on the screen, this is a link on our website. And for those of you that don't even know, it's never too late to get started. Uh, Building Hope Together, you can go. There's a video there. You can watch our vision for it. Why do we have a building? Why did we build this? What's it for? And then over there, you can do uh, online giving, if if that's something that is easier for you than writing a check or doing it manually. Uh, My family does that. It works out really well for us. So that's all Uh, right there. Again, if you want to learn more about the campaign, which is above and beyond your your normal tithes, you can give your weekly tithes online uh, as well, too. But but we have a debt, and it's important to talk about that and where we're at with that, and we'll follow up a little bit more at the end of the sermon. But some of you uh, are thinking right now, uh, I need some more information about that. I don't want to just jump into it. We wrote these FAQ sheets that are available at the Welcome Center and at the reception desk this morning. I'd encourage you to grab one of these. All this information is on uh, our website at hopedesmoine.org as well. But some of you are sitting there thinking right now, John, I can't, I can't do that because I'm not at a place where I can do that. And here I am going to one more church and all they want is my money. That's absolutely not true. If you are struggling to make ends meet right now, please do not give to the church. Please. Take care of your family Take care of yourself. However, if you're at a place where you can give, some of you, maybe 2% is where you need to start. Biblically, it's tithe is 10%, but work your way up to that. Challenge yourself. If You can do 5 or 7 or 10. Some of you are giving 10, and God has so blessed you that you could do 20 or 25% of your income. No sweat. And yet, you're doing way less than that. And that's not a guilt trip. This is potential. This is an opportunity. Uh, the, I, I wouldn't be a good pastor if I didn't stand up here and tell you that you should pray and read your Bible on a regular basis. <laughs> I wouldn't be a good pastor if I stood up here and said, ah, money doesn't really matter. We'll just kind of wing it. Uh, a lot of prayer has gone into this. A lot of prayer has gone into who we are as a church. So I want to encourage you to think about your time, which so many of you were given around here, your talents, what gifts God's given you, and your treasure. May, some of you are called to give financially, not all of you. Some of you are called to give and to serve and to give of your time, and we appreciate you doing that in so many ways. So Mike's going to talk about that uh, for a little bit, and then we're also going to continue with our sermon series, which is Join the Revolution. We've been studying through the Gospels in the book of Mark. And so if you have your Bibles, I want to encourage you to open that up, because Mike's going to walk through that with us. Bring those every week. If you need one, grab one from the bookshelves on the way out. But God is going to do some amazing things today. I want to invite his presence and his spirit here. So let's bow our heads, and would you join me in prayer? So Jesus, we invite your presence here. We know that you are actually here this morning long before any of us. (laughs) God, that you know exactly what we brought in here with us this morning, what's on our hearts and our minds. The worries we have, the fears we have, the anxiety that we have. God, you know how busy we've been, how fast we've been running. And so we want to pause this morning. We want to breathe you in. Holy Spirit, come and move. Challenge us. Convict us. Bring us your forgiveness and your love and your grace. Jesus, you are the potter and we are the clay. And so mold us and shape us. Open our hearts up to what you want to say to us this morning. Jesus, we love you. And all God's people said together, Amen. Amen. In that same vein of thinking, when we decided to move into this building, well, it was probably three or four years ago, some people came to me and said, John, we need to have a building for Hope Des Moines. And so we're going to have to have a a loan and a mortgage and and all that, and we're going to need to have a... A permanent space because then we'll be a real church and I said no I don't want a building because <laughs> I had a lot of fears and doubts and the same fears and doubts the day that we moved into this building and I had so many people ask me John what's your biggest fear when it comes to the Des Moines campus getting a building and without hesitancy I said that we would get comfortable exactly what Mike was talking about, that we would get comfortable, that we would say, here we are on Ingersoll Avenue, city of Des Moines, everybody come to us. It's never the way that Jesus worked, it's never been a you come to us, it's always an us to them. That we would think for some reason that we have arrived. I had so many people ask me the first six years that we existed as a campus, when are you gonna build a church? And I said, we already have. The last six years we've built a church and it's you because it really has nothing to do with the building. This is great, I love it. And it's expensive, but this isn't the goal. This isn't the point. We have to remember that. We have to remember that. That this, the goal of all of this is not to say, now we've arrived. But the reality is we've got some rocks as well. And I can't wait, I can't wait for that day to say zero. That big honking interest check that we write every month is zero as well. We're getting there. We're really close. We're getting there, and we need your help with that. And I just kind of felt like, you know what? Forrest Gump said, miracles happen all the time. Miracles happen every day. I just felt like when we were listening to Mike today, I just felt like saying, you know what? Let's just do it. God can do Not us, but let's let God do this us. We have to the end of 2016 for this campaign. Let's just be done with it, Hope Des Moines. Let's just be done with it. Seriously, we can do this. God can do this through us, and we can be done with that, and we can write the check, and we can kick the boulders off the stage, and then we can even more effectively move on to our mission, and we're going to do that. In a couple weeks, we're going to pack this place with stinky, slimy, annoying kids that need the love of Jesus, and we need your help. And this fall, we're going to expand our mentoring program to the whole city of Des Moines. We're going to expand our homeless outreach that we do on Sunday morning. We're going to get outside these walls because the goal is always that we're more passionate about what's going on outside these walls than some building, amen? That's the point. We're not going to arrive. We haven't arrived. The fun's just getting started. The party's just getting started. And we need your help to do that. Both building the financial side of thing and the mission your time your talent your treasure we need it god needs it it's time to be the church and i don't think it's ironic that today we just so happen to have holy communion because it starts here and no matter how much we grow as a campus no matter how many hundreds of people pack this room every week no matter how many campuses we spin off and start, no matter how many ministries we start, no matter what it is, come back to one thing. We desperately need Jesus Christ, amen? We will always need him. You strip it all away, and we need Jesus. We need the cross, and that's where it starts. That's where it starts. So as we prepare our hearts to receive Holy Communion, which you stand? On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus was with his disciples and he took the bread. <laughs> and he said, This is how much I love you. That I, I will die for you, I, I will be broken for you. And <laughs> kind of takes on a whole new meaning when you look at communion that way, that it's not a religious ritual or tradition. Jesus is saying, if you're gonna follow me. Does your heart break for people? Will you be broken? Not just come and consume worship every week, but will you let your heart break for the things that God's heart breaks for? And that's the world around us. And he said, I'm going to be broken for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup. And when he'd given thanks, he said, take and drink. This is the new covenant to my blood. This is my promise to you that I'm going to wash you clean. No matter what's going on in your life, I forgive you. I've already forgiven you. My grace is so big for you this morning. Take and drink. Do this in remembrance.